Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. So this week is Mission to the Unknown. Mm-hmm. But first, let's drink some whiskey. Boop. It's called the Whiskey of the Week, you crazy person. Damn it. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, you're insane. So this week, it's Mission to the Unknown. But first, let's get down with the Whiskey of the Week. Yeah. All right. So this week, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a hundred. I think this is what it's called. Their website is awful. Mm-hmm. There is no clear. I mean, what would you call this? Texas whiskey. It's Lone not, Star State. That's it. Mm, yeah. It's not very clear branding. I don't mm-hmm. think it's got some cool license plate looking shit on it. Uh, it's got like our registration sticker for mm-hmm. the information on the back. Like it's pretty like I like the effect here, but it was difficult to find online. Mm-hmm. This shit is called mm-hmm. code 1028. Yeah, I would have never known that. I happen. It's got oh, it on the code neck. 10. That's clever. No. It is clever, but it needs to be written somewhere else on the bottle. Yeah, it's not obvious because I wouldn't I have just known that happened was to search 10 28 Texas whiskey mm. and eventually found a picture of this bottle. Yeah, it's not obvious. It's a cool logo. Yeah. But it's definitely not obvious that that's the name. Yeah. Mm. Also, the website is, it's very clearly a very small operation. Mm hmm. So that's interesting. And I do like the license plateness. Mm-hmm. It's crafty. Yeah, it's a cute little bottle, but we've bought cute little bottles before and they've turned out to be whack. Mm-hmm. So let's see. This one is 46% alcohol by volume. So whatever that is times two. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Does it smell pungent? Ooh, yeah, from here. Oh, great. This is going to be great. I'm a little worried. Like, it can't be worse than the... Well, can't I don't know say anymore. can't. I don't ever know anymore. Every time I'm nervous now. Mmm, ethanol. Because we've had cute bottles with bad shit in it. We've had bad bottles with good shit in it. Mmm, ethanol. Yeah, that's what it smells like. Yeah. Mmm. It's not killing my nose here. I'm anticipating... It smells alcoholic. A bit of a boiled chicken whiskey. It's 92 proof. Okay, so maybe some boiled chicken with like a bite. Mm. All right, you ready? Cheers. Let's do it. 
Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Ooh. Not sippable. Not sippable. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. This was not boiled chicken. Uh, no. Also, in looking at this, they have the website right here. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, they do. Let me see. Oh, they sure do. Mm-hmm. Damn. I probably looked at that like <laughs> at least four times. But it doesn't make this taste any better. <laughs> no, it sure does not. <laughs> Ooh. I'm not. <sighs> right off the bat. Not a fan. Oh. Just. It's still getting like kickback too. Not a fan. Let me see what, what's all, what, what, what this label says. So it, this bottle, so happens to be, let me shut it because I don't want this to smell. Uh, <laughs> this bottle happens to be bottle number 235 of 1014. Batch number one, it's a three-year-old whiskey, Texas whiskey. And there's literally what they have on the website. Is what they have on the bottom. Oh. Aroma, sweet corn and vanilla, taste, notes of honey, nuts, finish, rich, buttery bread dough. And then you can hit find out more, which takes you to a picture of the owner and founder and then products with three bottles and when you click find out more it takes you back to the page the next page so it's, it's just, just like it's like three pages linked together and that's mm. all that it is four pictures to like no information got it okay. whatsoever so i don't really have anything else to offer except for i don't taste the corn <laughs> i mean i don't the notes of the corn that they said no, I don't. I didn't like this. Again, uh, palettes aren't great, but oof, this is... No, but... This smell is... You know, we've had 100% corn whiskeys, and this is not... This is not it. It's bad. Mm. No, I don't like it. You want a beer? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's not good. That We're going to have to find something to... No. I don't want to drink anymore. Mm-mm. And I was going into this thinking, you know, I have to work in the mornings or in the afternoons, so, like, don't drink too much of this if it's going to be... We don't have to worry about that. No. No. Because this is definitely... Mm. It's something. It's bad. And this is oh. a really shitty website for me to the to get into this website. I had to set up an account. It would not even tell me about the nothing about their products without setting up a full ass account. Really? Yeah. Oh. I shouldn't have to set up an account for this much information. You know, if the whiskey were good, I wouldn't mind doing that. Right. But it's but shit. It's- <laughs> I'm sorry guys, it's not the favorite. No. Mm-mm. We've gone to beers before, but Ooh. never this quickly. How's that cider? This watermelon cider <laughs> is fucking bomb. Also a Texas cider. Austin East Ciders. <laughs> it's going to be the beer of the yeah. cider of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what, what's your cider of the week? My cider of the week is Austin East Ciders 
watermelon cider, which is actually a limited release. And um, it is 5% alcohol by volume. And it tastes delicious. Oh, 150 calories for those uh, that are counting calories. Oh, hey. I have, from 11 Below Brewing here in Houston, uh, Oso Bueno. Mm -hmm. And this is a a favorite around here. We like it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And it's the uh, Beer of the Week. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Do we even want to rate it? I mean, what do we give the salmonella? Yo. (laughs) Um, The fact that we're even not even finishing it. No, I don't want to finish it. Um... That is something that I will insanely dilute mm-hmm. with some kind of mixer dare just I to say, get to the end, to get rid of the bottle. Dare I say worse? Worse. Oh, 100% worse. Than 1835? Yeah, it's definitely worse. Damn. Definitely worse. Yeah, this is not good. I will give this a generous three. Oh, we're sitting in a similar ballpark. I, I was gonna say I was gonna give it a generous four. Mm-hmm. 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 I wanted to say four, Bad. but I thought a four was just a little too good. It's it's it. I mean, like I can't even believe I'm giving a whiskey like that's not made in somebody's back like a home like i think like most home brews are gonna be better than this yeah i'm but you know i am willing to see what other whiskey they have or um so they were founded in 2017 so they're relatively new but i i'm curious to see what else they have going on maybe buying a smaller Uh -uh. bottle of it nope uh i don't i just they make smaller bottles oh jesus because this is the only one we saw there That's on true. their website of four images. Mm-hmm. One of them is this bottle. This is their Texas whiskey, Lone Star Black Label. Mm-hmm. They have a Texas bourbon, mm-hmm. and they have a Texas vodka. Ooh. Mm. And that's it. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not going to try the vodka. No. <laughs> Maybe if I feel if I am feeling adventureful, adventureful, <laughs> adventurous, <laughs> maybe I'll dive in once again. But definitely uh, no, not not, with uh, me. not this one. Probably not with me, and not unless we get real desperate. And honestly, I would rather start spreading outside of Texas before I did like go back. Someone again. would really have to be like, oh, this new one came out. They've really changed a lot. They've mm-hmm. really developed, you know, their flavor profile and everything. Because this is just terrible. Yeah, it's there's alcohol. nothing truly redeeming about it except that it has OH compounds yeah. and cool uh, casings, cool labeling. And now it's just pretentious. Now it's like covering up for a bad whiskey. Like put more attention into your product, mm-hmm. not into what it goes in. I mean, but even even the labeling, like, just not the most obvious. Yeah. No, yeah. And we still talked about how if I didn't know this was called Code 1028, I would not think it was called Code 1028. Exactly. Unless I randomly saw the website where I was like, In teeny tiny letters. Above the barcode on the back that looks like the regular ass barcode. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not where you should be putting relevant information. This 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 is a very creative, like, 
it seems honestly, it seems like a student project that's learning how like freshman year of marketing Mm. where the teacher's like, are you sure you want to be in marketing? Do you understand? Damn, you're going that hard on them. I like the bottle. Damn. The bottle is cute, (laughs) but it doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't tell you anything about the product. I would, I would maybe put code 1020 here instead of somewhere this. on the main label yeah do you want me to pull out our other all of our other bottles and show you where the, t- the name of the distillery is so right in the front yeah i mean there's not even even the information when it says it's bottled by mkt distillery which is kind of around here and when i search through mkt nothing about this group so there's not and that's the most obvious and it's in teeny tiny letters on the back there's nothing on the front of this that makes me think this is what I would call this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, uh, what's the other one? TX whiskey, mm-hmm. where it's just called TX. Yeah. I think that's piss poor naming too, because mm-hmm. all of the shit that we're drinking are Texas, Texas whiskeys. Yeah. And so why call some, why use the generic term mm-hmm. for a specific item? You know, at least with everything else that we've had, it's, you know, Yellow Rose, Andalusia, Balcones. Like there mm-hmm. are, it's the name Names. of the group. Yeah. Not. What is, I wonder what 1028 is for. <sighs> Probably something dumb. Is it a Texas related date? No, I'm going to bet it has something to do with um, police radio. Police code 1028 means check registration on vehicle. Yeah, because you'll be pissed drunk I almost with inhaling like, the fumes. I almost like want to bring it down even more, knowing that that's what its reference is. That's like, I, I get the license plate and the registration sticker on the back now, but why, also, who wants to get pulled over for registration? Like, let me live. Like, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I would check the registration because it's supposed to tell me something. And this one, <laughs> and this one doesn't. I get it. It's it's a beautiful thought. Mm-hmm. I can see where they're going. It's a student project. It's a not fully thought out yeah. student project where the teacher said, "Next time, push yourself." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you need to make sure that you follow the syllabus. You had. This was not the assignment. (laughs) You had points you were supposed to hit. You only hit like four out of like the 12. So I have to fail you this time. But like good thoughts. Yeah. That's what that feels like. But not in the bottle. You don't have anything there. Yeah. That you fully failed the assignment. It's just very Texas. And you're like, oh, I'm inclined to buy this because it's cool looking. But yeah. (sighs) Damn. Bad. Bad, bad. Well, um, we're going to go dump this in the sink. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but we might just have to buy a whole bunch of Coke. Yeah. A new Mario Party came out. So maybe we'll have to play some Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Just Dance 2022 just came out. Maybe Ooh. we'll get drunk and play Ooh. Just Dance. I mean, this will be the perfect bottle to waste. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Ew. <laughs> so let's move on to something a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. Where none of the gang was there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shocker, this isn't going to last much longer. This was bad audio for uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> this episode 
It's called The Mission to the Unknown. And it was released on October 9th, 1965. And like stuff and things happen, but it doesn't really matter because it's like one day. Mm-hmm. Everything of context will either be in the episode before or you'll hear it again in two weeks uh, where we have a bit more of a time chunk to Cover. fill in that stuff. Just because it's not, it was, it, it was a week in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, this is probably one of the more exciting things that One twenty-eighth of October. What is it? 28th of October? Yeah. Things happened around the world. Yeah, things happened. <laughs> people breathed. Some people pooped. Some people fine. lived. Some people died. Yeah. Uh, no, October 9th. Okay, October 9th. Yeah. Some people lived. Some people died. Yeah. <laughs> Still, same, yeah. same. Same, same, different. History. History happened. <laughs> so this standalone was written by Terry Nation. Who mm-hmm. is that? He's a Dalek dude. He is a Dalek dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was directed by Derek Martinez. Does that name sound familiar? Dalek dude. Just kidding. No. (laughs) No, he was the director for the last episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So. Oh, yeah, you did mention. Yeah, so he like carried over because it's this one episode. Yeah. And basically what happened is that they squished the Planet of Giants. Mm -hmm. The last two episodes they made into one episode. Mm -hmm. And... So there was this extra episode kind of floating around. What are we going to do with it? They shoved it to the end, said, great, the cast can go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Whole cast. Have fun. You know, Steven, you just started, but why don't you go ahead and go. Um, So this was all the set. Remember in the beginning of season two, the first couple of episodes were technically still recorded with season one. Mm -hmm. It was all one giant recording block, but there was like a weird break with two episodes left, mm-hmm. same thing just happened. Okay. This was all a part of the season two recording block. Gotcha. Which is why this is also Verity Lambert's swan song. Mm-hmm. So this is the last thing that she produced. And I'm going to use the end to kind of talk about Verity because I think that that has to be a separate conversation outside mm-hmm. of the episode because our rankings don't matter about, for this episode, don't, can't really take into her legacy into context because i don't think that this is the episode you talk about when you talk about her legacy Mm -hmm. so what were your impressions first impressions of this episode uh this was definitely an episode where i could see that production is realizing okay the daleks are more than just a fun character to bring in Mm -hmm. we're actually now going to contextualize the daleks and almost give doctor who a timeline yeah by saying giving us like up until this point so it's it's almost like what i'm predicting is going to happen or what i'm seeing is happening at least with the daleks and doctor who is that we're following the daleks's timeline in terms of like Mm. where in their destruction of or conquest of Mm. the galaxy are they are there and every time we encounter the Dalek, the situation is a little bit more dire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I felt like this episode was like that background orientation episode where uh, we see that the Dalek, we've seen in the past that they use other creatures, other, mm-hmm. other beings, but just the extent of, I guess, the evolution of, yeah. of what these creatures are looking like mm-hmm. in... in they're more lethal each time. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are definitely deadly mm-hmm. this episode. They mm-hmm. are considering that we started them off as Nazis. Um, yeah. They are 
progressively more deadly, yeah. which is crazy considering we started off with them as a direct Nazi reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this episode is really interesting. <laughs> the fucking uh, walking marijuana plants, the zombie marijuana yeah. plants. Yeah, the zombie <laughs> marijuana plants. Just everything about it is so different yeah. <laughs> than everything that we've seen. Um and so I'm, I am looking forward to, it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because obviously no doctor, no Steven, no Vicky. Mm-hmm. But I think with the idea of the baddie and with the idea of the story, there's still a little bit to discuss. And then mm-hmm. we'll also talk about uh, the legacy of Verity at the mm-hmm. end um, mm-hmm. for just a little bit, uh, just for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be honest, for a 20 minute episode, I didn't actually write a synopsis, mm-hmm. yeah. but if you don't watch, if you haven't watched this episode, it is one, it is lost, so we don't mm-hmm. have the footage from it. There is like a <sighs> Lancaster, Lancaster, is it Lancaster? I think it's Lancaster. A uh, school project mm-hmm. that, like, a university project, okay. where they are they were studying the history of um, film production okay. in the UK. And so they actually recreated this episode and it's, it is available on mm, YouTube. Okay. So modern students, this was released like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So students today had to recreate this episode using sixties production methods. Mm, oh, wow. And so it was, um, living, um, archeology, mm-hmm. which is where you study the past by trying to do it and trying mm-hmm. to recreate the things mm-hmm. you learn so much more about how like, uh, paleolithic people used their tools. If you try to create the tools that you found, mm-hmm. it's, it increases your understanding gotcha. tremendously. Like anthropology. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of what we're looking at here is that kind of living anthropology, studying the past by trying to recreate it. Gotcha. So you can't watch that. We just didn't. Uh, but it may be something we... Can I get a stab at the synopsis? Yeah. Okay, so... Opening scene. Zoom in to disheveled white dude in an astronaut suit. We encounter two other astronauts fixing a broken uh, spaceship. Cue deathly marijuana plants darting everyone everyone kills we find out that the daleks are more evil and the galaxy is terrified i mean yeah <laughs> it's basically what it is yeah absolutely yeah you got a pew 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 and then pff. and then like league of legends yeah or league of villains <laughs> yeah league of villains oh yeah at the end. and then dr evil reunites his goons yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and uh, what what is it? Hijacks the world for a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that dates us. Yeah, it does. Another uh, Austin Powers reference. Yeah, good. I'm glad. You know, once a season, we got to get a little bit Austin Just Powers. Just a little in there. bit. You know, I was definitely going to mention it last season, but I didn't. Yeah, last episode, but I didn't. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the TARDIS points. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated secrets. And then, you know, pop quiz. What does it actually stand for? I don't know. 
time and relative dimension and space. There we go. You'll get that one. I'm not going to push that one. It's like time and something space. (laughs) Time and space. So Dr. Points, not available. He's not even there. He's He's not even mentioned. He's floating up there. Yeah. Like what we know from the end of the last episode is that the TARDIS gang is in the TARDIS floating out in space looking at the planet while all this is happening. I wonder what's going on there. Boom. Daleks are there, bitch. Yeah. That heavy handed Passover into the next episode. Aren't you glad you didn't land there? Yeah, right? You know, that mm-hmm, zoom mm-hmm, in on the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so do- Doctor gets no points. None. Vicky gets no points. She wasn't there. She wasn't there. But that's not her she fault. She was in the ether. She still gets a 10. <laughs> she was doing Vicky things. Yeah, she still there. gets a 10. Yeah. Steven still gets a 2 because he's probably doing Steven things up in the ether. Yeah. So they're off. Probably like braiding each other's hair and sewing patches in each other's clothes. That's fine. Yeah. They're having a nice vacation, mm-hmm. even though Steven just started. Hey, that's cool. I'd always like yeah, you know, that's as fine. soon as I start yeah. my job. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's I'm what I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> Probably neither is he. So we're going to jump straight into who's the bad guy? Well, the Daleks yeah, are definitely yeah. the baddies. The Daleks and the marijuana plants. Which are the Varga? The Varga, Varga are plants from that Scaro. Yeah, Scaro. the Daleks' planet, which implies that the stone forest that we left the Daleks and the Thals in has started to propagate life. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Or they're growing them in labs. Something's happening. Something's happening. But I liked them because you called them zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they really reminded me of Nerd Alert, right? Mm-hmm. The cordyceps fungus, which you get in insects, that it's a spore. Mm-hmm. And this is what the uh, last, the Last of Us, the mm-hmm. video game, mm-hmm. also uses the cordyceps fungus for their zombies. Mm-hmm. And it's the only zombies that I subscribe to. Everything uh-huh. else is stupid. Mm-hmm. Because you breathe in this fungus and it grows inside of you and it fucks with your brain and your neurological sensory system to make you walk into crowds. Now, this is usually for insects, but in the mm-hmm. zombie apocalypse kind of context for insects basically it in each cordyceps fungus is uh, uh, has a relationship with a very specific insect it gets into their brain the Mm fungus the spore does Mm -hmm. and it hardwire it rewires them to walk into like for an ant the middle of the ant colony the bee the middle of the hive basically as much into the center yes of everything as possible and then this spore mushroom thing busts out of their head and releases their spores to try and get as many as possible. And so some insect species can even recognize like, oh, you're a fucking zombie, dude. Oh, you're going to fucking fuck And so they'll carry them out so that they're as far away from the population as possible. So when the spore busts out of their brain hole, that it's... it doesn't get them. And that's what The Last of Us, that zombie game is all about, is the fact that the cordyceps fungus has evolved to fuck with humans and how absolutely terrifying it is. And it is proper terrifying. And that's what this reminded me of, except that instead of spores, it's a stab thing. Mm -hmm. And 
you still like go crazy. You cry, try and kill as many people as possible. If you get them, they also turn into like, it's a passing of a plague. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm about it. I really liked that. Uh, <laughs> that kind of function for a zombie like thing. Cause it really is the only kind of zombie I really subscribe. Everything yeah. else is stupid. It's a fucking zombie. Yeah. Bite mark. What, whatever. No, you got to pass that spore shit. <laughs> Bite marks is dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I really liked the Varga and then mm-hmm. I really liked the fact that the Daleks were shoot first, ask later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. much more shooty shooty this time. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're gung ho on extermination. Yeah. I mean, our main character <laughs> dude, what we have, nobody survived. No. Everybody's died. dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've, I know They're that we haven't Marcus. had that. Yeah. Or just on the ground dead. Because <laughs> oh, they yeah. were killed by the Dalek. Our secret agent man was just... That's right. Boom. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were turning, though. Not that, the well, last... The not the, se- the, the other one. You had... Mm. You had... Larry or whatever? <sighs> yeah, right? The, bad. It was... So it was... Gar- Garvey was the first dude that we that got turned that into got, the got, Vargas. Yeah. Or whatever. And then... Yeah, that's the only name. Corey, I think, is secret agent man. Yes, and something with an L. Yeah, Lawrence, Larry, Larry. I don't know. Leroy, other dude, Leroy Jenkins. I don't (laughs) know. The dude that actually had the fungus on his arm. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, bad. Just too all too rushed. It it felt like um, a pitch. Mm-hmm. Which it, I mean, like it low key kind of was. Like Terry Nation was ba- at this point was like, my Daleks are really cool. You think my Daleks are really cool? I know my Daleks are really cool. Let's mm-hmm. do a spinoff, yo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of that whole idea of like, see, you could do a standalone Daleks. You don't need the Doctor for a Dalek episode. Mm-hmm. Did it take off? No, no, but. It's too early. It's it is a little bit too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that we don't have spinoffs. It's just that we don't have a lot of spinoffs, and you know, production value on Doctor Who itself is pretty fucking shitty, Terry. Like, mm-hmm. let's get with it. Uh, wait a couple, couple. Just seasons. wait a couple. Not that we've ever had a standalone Dalek. Never spinoff. <gasps> and for as big as they are, that's pretty crazy to me. That. It's probably going to come down the line at some, at some Maybe. point. Maybe. But yeah. It's insane that There it's may be some long. like radio dramas or books that I'm not aware Christmas of. Christmas specials? No, not Christmas specials. <laughs> we, well, we, 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 got a, we got, yeah, we got some time to go before Doctor Who Christmas spin-off. specials mm. or spinoff or we are still just chug-a-lugging regular old television for a while. Gotcha. Um, but so, you know, the Daleks were big, bad, scary, considering that it's not got the doctor in it. Like it was, it was not a bad, you know, they were great. They mm-hmm. were scary. I liked them. Mm-hmm. So what do you give them? Very much Dr. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Dr. Evil. Uh, so uh, the League of Villains actually is going to get a nine from me. League of Villains? Yeah. From all across the galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. You get a nine. Wow. Wow. How crazy that, damn. I'm giving them an eight. Because, mm-hmm. like, one episode isn't quite enough to, like, super be much other than 
these are potentially scary. You know, this is the grounding episode. This is the lead off episode. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see what this is a setup for. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. it's very clear. Like, it's not... Like, it's got to be signed for something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume so. You know, that zoom in on the recording device at the end. Like, everybody's dead. The bad guys can't win. <sighs> Who knows? Unless we're really changing Doctor <laughs> So I give it an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, but these are some good Daleks. Scary. They are. Scary. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do we feel? That was kind of more Daleks-oriented. How do we feel about this whole 20-minute escapade in general? I didn't hate it. I felt like the use of the time was much better done than in other short episodes that yeah. we have. Like the Compared to that psychedelic fucking episode where murderous Susan was on a rampage for mm. no reason. Sweaty Susan. Sweaty yeah. Susan. At least this one gave Edge me dis- some context. Edge of destruction. Edge of destruction. Uh, at least this one gave me some context mm-hmm. for a villain that we know is reoccurring and is a staple in the series. Yeah. So I did not mind this 20-minute episode. I didn't necessarily care that the doctor was in it because it was a contextual mm-hmm. setting the scene mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, I thought it was interesting story points. Like, it's very clearly an intro. So it's not going to ever be like on the top of my, but it's definitely not like a bad episode. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It would be very interesting. What did you think? Did you, as you watched it, at what point did you go, are we not getting the doctor? It was probably about the halfway mark where I was like, because there was one part where the Daleks realized that um, the astronauts were on the planet Mm -hmm. and for a a while because the audio quality wasn't that great i was i thought that the dalek was talking about uh the doctor's spaceship i thought that they had seen the tardis i think that's the point Mm, okay and that's why i was like okay maybe we're gonna flash the doctor at this point but Mm -hmm. then when they kept talking about these people that were there, I was like, on the planet, I was like, okay, um, and it's not that, we're not going to get the doctor. This is just purely a background story yeah. for the Dalek. So it was around that part where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is what we're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I knew always going into this episode that it was a um, what we'll call a Dr. Light episode where he's not in it. And so I've always been curious as to, I wonder what audiences would have thought watching this, sitting down for your weekly Doctor Who, being super excited. You know, the Daleks come on the screen and the end of the episode comes and there's no Doctor? Mm-hmm. There's no Doctor? Not even mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I am 99.999% sure this is the only episode of Doctor Who that does this. Oh, wow. Where, like, he's not even mentioned. Hmm. Because otherwise it's not Doctor Who, you know? Yeah. So it's a weird little episode. It's who with a side of Doctor. Yeah. And it's also interesting because next week we're getting a whole new story. Mission Daleks. This is not a, next week is not a continuation of this episode. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> right. So it's just like flashback somewhere in the universe. Yeah, this is like <laughs> an establishing shot. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if the um, after credit scene for a Marvel movie like was its own mini movie. Mm-hmm. And you went to that movie thinking it was going to be a full Marvel movie and it had nothing to do with any Marvel character you knew so far. Mm. And then the next movie had nothing to do with it. Like, it's just, it's very much in that grand scheme of things. That's almost what, how the only thing I could think of that would be kind of relatable. Mm -hmm. Maybe even when everyone, when we all sat down to WandaVision and all of a sudden it was 1960s television, Mm -hmm. almost a, a reversal of that idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, so it's kind of subversive, um, which is exciting, mm-hmm. interesting, innovative, mm-hmm. unique, but also done out of desperation because they had one episode. What do we do with it? <laughs> so I like when invention comes out of accident or mm-hmm. necessity. Mm-hmm. So what do you give the story? Uh, hmm, great question. Uh, I think I will give it a seven because of the context mm. it provides. I felt, I feel like in Doctor Who, we, oh, we, we have a timeline yeah. kind of, but, um, we have a time, a timeline of that point in time. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily know, like in the galaxy in terms yeah. of like, like I feel like the Daleks just give this other dimension of time and gives mm-hmm. a more consistent timeline throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, to place the jumping. Yeah. I, I think they do the same kind of thing that the time meddler did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which gives, we have like this, our concept of historical time of time. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're jumping point to point. But in terms of the, in terms of the doctor's timeline, mm-hmm. in terms, it's that whole idea of like, did the doctor travel before he met Ian and Barbara? Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. don't have, con- we don't have context for his story. Exactly. And the Daleks help us build a self-referential mm-hmm. story point. It's why the time meddler was important because he knew the doctor. He knew known of the doctor before zero hour of an unearthly child. Right. And so the Daleks are starting to help build our world of Doctor Who, of the universe, of space and time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave it a seven too. I thought it was a good, solid episode. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. It can't be. But uh, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah. And, you know, we don't have any scores for any of our friends. But those scores don't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. Because there's only one score that truly matters. That was, was the story neat or not? To me, this one was neat. I am not going to give a story neat that doesn't have the doctor in it. It was neat because of the context. That but if you're the going, but if you're going to tell someone to watch Doctor Who, you're not going to tell them to watch an episode of Doctor Who that does not have the Doctor in it. But also, you want them to understand the significance of the Dalek. But I think that the only reason you're starting to feel that way is because you've also watched all the other Dalek episodes. But it's also a, a reoccurring character. Like if there's a, if well, there's sure, a but this is going to the TARDIS. I would tell them you should probably also watch this episode. Too. You should also watch it, but it's not going to be. It's not. Well, yeah, I'm never going to tell someone to just watch one episode of one thing. Yeah, but I think that, uh, but neat is it doesn't need other context. And this one needs other context because you don't have the doctor. So you're not actually watching Doctor Who. So you can't use this as a good 
referential episode. So because the doctor, so how are we defining neat? Because I felt like we're defining it two different ways in two different episodes. So is neat? Does neat have to include the doctor? Is that what I think it does? I think it does because I don't think that it's because I'm not going to say here's this great show, Doctor Who. The episode you should watch first. The episode, it's not going to ever be on my list of episodes to watch because it doesn't have the doctor on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick an episode that has the doctor and the Daleks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would rather show you, I would rather go to the original Dalek. Out of the Dalek episodes we even have, Mm -hmm. even though I'm fascinated by what these Daleks offer, Mm -hmm. it's still not a good, it's not a neat story for Doctor Who Mm -hmm. because... Part of the whole thing, part of this whole episode is waiting for the doctor to come. And if you don't know the doctor, Mm -hmm. part of what is pushing you through the episode isn't there. Mm -hmm. So you have to have watched the doctor and the Daleks before this episode. So it's not a good example. So I would just want us to define exactly what I mean it's kind of like what is a 10 what is a 9 it's because with neat the way that it has been defined before this it's been like it did you like this episode was it good and I was like but that's but I think that's what the story score is for is to say was it good or not but then that's also what you say like that's what you think of that like the total overall is like what do you think of a neat episode for me so for me a neat episode so that's why i'm saying let's define let's like put on paper what is what is a neat episode i don't think it's i don't think that's possible to do it's kind of like what do you what do you like to drink neat is going to be different from what i like to drink neat Mm -hmm. but we should at least have things that that require something to be neat because then we're going to have, then you're always going to totally come up with different things to argue well, against me. And that's fair. For a neat and that's, and that's, so I that's think that's I'm okay. Like, if I don't think it has mark, I don't think there needs to be a benchmark. If you okay. think this is a neat episode, we'll flip a coin. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's why I'm like, so let's just, yeah, that's what I was like. Is there a benchmark? No, I don't is think there like needs a, to be, I don't think there should be a benchmark. If this is a show, I, I, from the beginning, a neat episode has always been, is this an episode you would recommend? Is this an episode where if you were saying what we're going to do at the end mm-hmm. of probably the first doctor, mm-hmm. uh, when we start seeing major changes happen, start mm-hmm. happening in the show, is at some point we're going to find what is the most neat episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight all these neat episodes together. If you think this episode goes in the upper echelon of all Doctor Who episodes you've seen, mm-hmm. then it's a neat episode for you. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that I don't think that it can compete on a level with other episodes if there's no doctor. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's not a true. It's a. It's a part of a story. It's not a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a story, it's not really a story for me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it can't be neat. All right. Well, because it's got to have the doctor. No. For me, it's neat because it gives the context to a major villain. That's so. Throughout. Do we have something like a coin? Let me see. Or anything that is like random chance. I can use a random number generator or something on my computer if we must. All right, so I have a, a die. die. Okay. Right, rolling a dice. Even as, even as neat. I am so nervous, guys. If, if this becomes neat, it's never going <laughs> to win down the road. Like, let me just say that. It can't win. I will fight tooth and nail against this one. Ooh, it's even. It's neat. It's a four. (laughs)
Okay, well, I'm going to put a put. <laughs> yes slash no, but finally yes. <laughs> but the dice says yes. The dice says yes. But like... I am vehemently against this. <laughs> and when we start putting these up again, this is going out in the first round. I can guarantee you because, because there's no doctor. Yeah. And at the very least, it'll drop out the second it gets against a Dr. Dalek episode. Perhaps. No, I guarantee it. Who I guarantee knows? it. No, I do. We've not agreed on several things that you thought we, it was going to be a shot. So that's why I'm like... Don't, don't, don't say that yet. No, I will. I can gar- I guarantee it because I will not leave the table. I will not leave the table until that's the case. Um, so this ended disappointingly, but what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? I knew what I was signing up for, I guess. Um, that brings us to one of the weirder, end of one of the weirder episodes. That's uh, Mission to the Unknown. There's not a lot of scores going on. It's a super stupid episode, except it has a lot of context. It's actually pretty great. But, um, you know. Okay, so separate from everything else about the episode, I will leave my feelings in the past, (laughs) put my salt back in the salt shaker, and move on. Um, (laughs) But we can't walk away from this episode without talking about Verity Lambert. Uh, She has been our producer for the entire run so far. Mm episode one to now and this woman was a young jewish woman who was one of the first female producers at the bbc i think the first female producer at the bbc she was all of 28 years old oh wow she was really fucking young Mm -hmm. and i can't even imagine a 28 year old woman walking through the halls of a major production company today telling the men about themselves <laughs> in that time and it especially i can barely imagine it now mm-hmm. like you would have trouble now mm-hmm. much less yeah she was they're definitely their only female drama only female drama producer as well as the youngest oh, wow. and she came in and told sydney newman about himself who was ostensibly the creator of doctor who she was the one that said no we're going to use this music this is good music. You don't know what you're talking about, Sydney. Mm-hmm. She said, you don't know what you're talking about, Sydney. These Daleks are great. We're going to continue on with this Dalek idea because it is very good. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm talking about. She was so comfortable in just speaking her mind in a world where that was not acceptable. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's still, you're still going to get labeled a bitch today if you try and do that in a room. It is still difficult today to stand up in a room of your peers at 28, no matter what the gender spectrum is Mm -hmm. and have the confidence to say, this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, there was science fiction before Dr. Who. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can most people name it? Mm -hmm. No. Dr. Who, she helped establish and create modern science fiction. You know, the Doctor is pervasive. You can find fans of Doctor Who everywhere. You know, there is something iconic about that police phone box. Now that you know some of the imagery, I guarantee you see it around town. It's bumper stickers. It's, it's, there's just stuff everywhere about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And how can there not be when it's been a television show that's been on the air once a week for at the beginning 29 28 seasons mm-hmm. and then comes back in 2007 and has been on the air ever since 
Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I think is absolutely incredible is that Verity Lambert lived long enough to get to see it come back. Mm-hmm. This is something that she helped establish and sh- that she helped grow as a very young professional and for it to be one of the places of it, you know, it's the who's who of British television anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I've icons have been in this show and people want to be in this show and it's such a staple of science fiction. It may not have the same, presence is something like star wars Mm -hmm. but it's definitely in the same breath as star trek gotcha you know it's you have to be a little bit more it's not quite as um pop culture trendy Mm -hmm. but for science fiction it's ridiculously trendy Mm -hmm. it is a major thing for cosplayers it's a major presence at any convention i promise there are daleks running around there are girls in daleks dresses there are guys dressed up as the doctor there are gender bendy doctors there are there's so much content now and so much for people to relate to and it wouldn't be what it is today without Verity Lambert pushing for that at the beginning. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. She set the stage, literally. (laughs) And and fought for it and Mm -hmm. yelled for it and had the passion for it. And to know that there was somebody with all of that passion behind it from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't just another dude trying to get his voice heard is really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I just love women making an impact in time periods where women aren't written about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and for her to have been so young and a young Jewish woman and to be standing up in a room of adult men and saying, I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm new to this, I know what I'm talking about. And the things that she stood up for are the iconic pieces of the show, the Daleks. The music even. The music, if you listen to the music from this season Mm -hmm. of Doctor Who, it's pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a different recording and it sounds better. And there's a slightly different, a very different arrangement. Mm -hmm. But it's the same you know it's still that very synthy thing it just mm-hmm. makes you know some seasons it actually is violins and sometimes it's whatever it's so it's different arrangements mm-hmm. all the time and it's going to change with the times mm-hmm. but it's still the same music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was pushed for by verity um so it's not a score that really matters, but Verity gets a 10. Icon legend. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, she made the foundations yeah. for what Doctor Who is today. Yeah, yeah. Just incredible. Yeah, if I could go back, if I had my own TARDIS, she'd be one of those people. I'd be like, hey, you want to come with me? Let's like go have tea. Let's <laughs> let's go have this bottle of Ranger Creek Rimfire. <laughs> not, not the license plate one. Not that one. <laughs> yeah, let's, you know, I'll, I'll take my yellow rose. We'll go, we'll go have a glass of whiskey. Tell me what, 
what was it like mm-hmm. to fight for this show, to mm-hmm. be the reason that this show took off? Yeah. Everything and everyone that has a career because of this show has you to thank. Yeah. And there are companions and doctors and directors and writers and all of these people who... I mean, I don't. This doesn't spoil anything, but the show Sherlock would not have happened if it weren't for Doctor Who. Hmm. I really like Sherlock. Sherlock was excellent, <laughs> it was and it really wouldn't good. have happened if I, if we didn't have a showrunner and a writer sitting on a train going into work at Doctor Who. There's the showrunner oh, and the writer wow. for Doctor Who being like, "Wouldn't you really like to do a Sherlock show?" Yeah, I really would. And so well, it was a passion it, yeah. project <laughs> that turned into this incredible pro- thing, and so you know. Sherlock wouldn't happen if it weren't for Verity Lambert. Because she's a queen. Yeah. yeah. So she gets a 10, and she's pretty neat. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter, because that score's not going to carry on, because nobody can hold a candle. You can be the best showrunner in the world, best producer in the world. You didn't help create the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how you can't be neat if the doctor's not in the episode. You know, you can harp on that point <laughs> all you want <laughs> okay well that's gonna be it for this week guys thank you so much for listening to my love rant about Verity Maybe Diana I'll, stands Verity I yeah I'll run her fan club too I'll front page of her fan club president woo the next one is called the myth makers and they're all back yes at this point okay they're all back for the next episode uh, it's gonna be a four parter mm-hmm And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I'm so bitter. I'm so mad at you. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you. Like, what is this? Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored, on Instagram. Or if you have comments or concerns or even better, whiskey recommendations, please send them to mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.